Hello and welcome to the But Is It Gay podcast. We are Ariane and China. And together we watch way too much gay stuff. But sometimes we also need to ask the real question when someone tells us to watch something. The question that we should all ask, but is it gay? With this podcast, our goal is to answer that question for us and people like us. From obvious shows and movies to the not so obvious, we want you to create the best cue possible and watch everything that is gay. Our hope with this podcast is to create something where we can talk everything and nothing, whether you've seen it or not. We want you to feel like you're part of this. So, without further ado, let's begin. And we're back. We're back. Um, with change of so, plans. With <laughs> change of plans. And I feel like if, anyone, if anyone's aware um, of what's been going on as of late, um, you know why. Uh, so trigger warning yeah. uh, for your kids. Um, we were going to talk about generation. Which we will next episode. week. Yes, we will next week. Um, but we definitely wanted to take some time and talk about uh, Killing Eve's finale. It's series finale, but mm-hmm. also just bury your gaze in general. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I feel like there was there's been like a, an air of hope. Um the last couple of years yeah 100 uh, i would say that, since Alexa. You know, yeah that that you know we're seeing you know the tides turning mm-hmm. um and the treatment of gays in media um <laughs> and killing eve kind of kind of punched us in the chest and took it's all that air away. i think it's not even like the episode itself for me that like mm-hmm. yeah the episode itself was like okay it was a good episode up until the end yeah like if you take off those five minutes yeah i love that episode if you take away mm-hmm. those last five minutes i love that episode um yeah for me what was even more frustrating and made me so angry and we'll talk about it in detail and like when we talk about barrier gaze too was the aftermath of these fucking that showrunner those writers like the crew like oh Mm -hmm. my god that made it even worse to me yeah it 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 definitely like and i I don't want to like you know Com- like compare shows and compare like traumas or anything but it, it so viscerally reminds me of jason uh yeah. with the hundred with him tweeting boom at the end of that episode holy shit i remember yeah. that <laughs> and the like subsequent like interviews he had and yeah. the tweets he had <coughs> and the other writers like it just felt like that moment yeah. all over again and as someone that like watched that episode live mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it just it just took all of my air yeah. away I was just yeah. like well damn and that's so it's we'll, we'll talk we'll, let's start with what is Burry or Gaze because I feel like right. there's like a lot of like 
people who include in stuff and I'm like that's not what it is like killing yeah. a queer character does not always imply that yeah um mm-hmm. and like it's so interesting like because I'm writing an article and we'll the we'll post it like when it comes out and everything but like a lot of queer characters died that I'm like okay well that is for a good reason like yeah it mm-hmm. sucks but this was just for fucking like shock value and I think that's the yeah. biggest thing right about barrier gaze is to create fucking shock value out of her death yeah um, and I think also another another part of it like if there was like a sub part of that as well um there are cases where uh like one of the lovers dies right and the other one kind of and this also I feel like it also kind of feeds into some biphobia mm-hmm. um yeah where one of them dies and the other one goes back to being like to being with uh a, a straight man which happens in lo- a lot in soaps right when like a couple yeah. like because soaps like a lot of times, like, you'll have the gay character and then she falls in love with the straight girl or the straight, like, the mm. guy. And then it kind of becomes, like, this romance and then one of the actors leave and then they kill them off because it's a soap. And then, oh, that character all of a sudden never has a relationship with a woman again. Or a yeah. man. Depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's where, like, I have a problem with, like, something like killing eve happen or even like if we want to go further like for me the first instance of watching myself die on tv was tara mm-hmm. from buffy yeah like that's the first time and i don't think i understood the trauma of it at the time because like that was the first time and to me i was like oh well half of my favorite couple just died and then at the time, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't understand. And then later on, like, learning more about Joss Sweden and, like, learning more mm-hmm. about this, the way we all die in TV. Yeah. That was traumatic. And I didn't even realize it mm-hmm. was. Because we're just conditioned into being like, well, character death is, like, this shocking thing that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's that's the issue, right? Is that if by wanting some shock value, you have to kill off this character, then I feel like the question now is: Is your writing even good if you yeah. need that sort of shock value? Well, for me, like, okay, so like killing Eve spoiler alert Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like if you've been on twitter this week you fucking saw it the show basically gave us our happy ending where Mm -hmm. the whole episode they were so like they were such a couple and like it was perfect finally i know it was a really good and then the within like the last what five minutes all Mm -hmm. of a sudden gunshot from by the way like i've seen people analyze it and I'm like, yeah, it, it makes, makes no, no sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, like the the subsequent shots make yeah, even no less sense. sense because they're uh, on the other side of the boat. Like, and then Villanelle is dies, and then Eve like is in the water with her, and then the show ends basically with the reveal of one Caroline is the one who ordered the hit, and then mm-hmm. second you end with 
Eve screaming in agony, and we'll talk about those yeah. interviews that we're giving after. And the show ends like that. Agony. Yeah. It just says the end. Yeah. It just says says the end. end. Um, First of all, it is lazy ass writing to have your show end like that. And I saw a lot of people complain like, oh, nothing was resolved. Well, there's a reason why nothing was resolved. One, they want to spin off with Caroline and having Caroline Mm -hmm. kill Villanelle sets. (laughs) Wow. I can't even fucking talk. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm saying it in French too. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, they setting setting up that spin-off was the biggest part of that final episode. Mm-hmm. And having her order the it without us knowing who the 12 are, then it's setting up their spin-off perfectly. Now, do I think they're gonna get it? No. Because I after, no, no. <laughs> after the controversy of that show, I have seen no one, even straight people. <laughs> Or bad, like because like like there's someone I work with who I know she loved Killing Eve and she's a straight mm-hmm. woman and everything and we didn't see each other until what Tuesday I think at work and I was like what did you think and she's like honestly I don't know how you watched that live because I'm straight yeah. and it's not even me seeing myself die on TV and I was pissed off and I was like yeah add to that the trauma of watching such a good character be killed out of nowhere for no fucking reason yeah but But also it's so lazy because why not have okay the the uh, the option that i would have liked better both Mm -hmm. of them die which Mm -hmm. i think the show set up perfectly the whole season i thought both of them are dying Mm -hmm. it would have been very poetic or have them fake their death and then cut to black and they're in alaska Ooh, listen, listen, that was like the one thing that like I kept thinking about because you have a character like Pam. Right? Yes. Uh, who like there's so much emphasis <coughs> on her being such a great embalmer. Yeah. Right. Her being so great with dead bodies. And I'm just like, well, why do they keep like what like 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 why do they keep saying like mentioning this? Like, why is mm-hmm. it being brought up? if not to have a fake death, right? Um, because, you know, here's, and here's the thing, right? Killing Eve, like, people die. Murderous mm. things are happening, right? But I feel like if they weren't going to, uh, like, have a, a quote-unquote happy ending, right? I at least wanted something that made sense. Um, so if them dying together was there i would have been like okay fine it's still yeah, it's sucks. a romeo and juliet <laughs> thing and they had it's, yeah they had into at romeo and juliet the whole season with their star-crossed lovers and like they yeah. couldn't survive without each other but they also were so top like it was such it it was set up perfectly for either both of them to die or with pam why introduce her this season if you're not gonna make them figure that yeah you know like you go from you know pam like having this like sense of loyalty to uh uh helene to her then meeting constantine and them getting along well after mm-hmm. a while and then her killing him and then regretting it instantly yeah um so it, it would have made so much for her to be like okay well i'm not gonna take this job from carolyn um but i want to do something good one last time uh it would have been perfect it would have been perfect 
the way I saw it that I thought at first before like I realized oh no 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 they're doing this for real is I Mm -hmm. thought the shots were fake first of all we've never seen Villanelle without a fucking bulletproof vest oh my god (laughs) she always had one and I'm like really Like like she doesn't have one now and I was like okay especially after she killed all of the 12 yeah I was like, okay. We we didn't even see their faces. So it was like, it it didn't even matter. Yeah. So I was like, well, at at the same time, like, I didn't care about the 12. For me, killing, it was always about Villanelle and Eve's relationship, Mm -hmm. which I think it always was. But I was just like, oh. So when the first shot happened, I was like, oh, it's fake. Yeah. I was like, Eve is going to get shot next. And then they're going to fall into Mm -hmm. the water. And they're going to be, quote, unquote, dead. And then we're going to be fine. Mm. No. But then, like, you see Eve pull back and you see that blood spot. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, fuck, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, this is real. Yeah. Um, Because, like, even if you don't tell me that Pam did it, like, they could have literally just shot, shot, fall into the water, then, like, fade to black, and then you have them in Alaska. I would have been so satisfied with that. I was... Yeah. (laughs) And it's interesting because, like, I don't know if you've read the books... I have. I've read all of them. They get their I've fucking happy the ending. Two. Them, yeah. Mm. Villanelle becomes like gets her degree in linguistic. Mm-hmm. They're happy, and I'm like, really? The fucking books give us a happy ending, and the show is like, no. <laughs> and I, I think that's what like the one of the funniest things about any of this um, is that. F- there was a time (laughs) there was a time where uh like people people in the killing you fandom did not like luke jennings um no because i will say like (laughs) we're clowning his writing yeah yeah Yeah. because the books are very different yeah they're very different like eve isn't even like described (laughs) as an asian woman um and they're similar in age too they're not like that much of a gap age yeah like there's not that big of an age gap um but it's just it's so wild now to see um people like have to like be like well damn like the Mm -hmm. books have a better ending Mm -hmm. for them than the show does Mm -hmm. um and it is wild to think about um, will I be rereading those books? No, no, thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go. I'll just go to uh, archive um, for that. Yeah, but just hey, it's, <laughs> it's so it's so wild because yeah. then I think about the the infamous moment of uh, the writers' room in that picture. Yeah. And I think about how, like, there's like, oh, some of us are gay in this writer's room. And it's like, okay, well, all of you are still white. Well, okay, so apparently <laughs> there was, okay, so apparently there was one queer writer in that room. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but there were reports that that queer writer told the others, do not do this. Uh, are you talking about Kayleen? Yeah. Yeah, no, because, like, no, there was, like, like, I think it was her that said yeah. she was the one that posted the picture that said that some of us are queer. Yeah. Um, and so from there, I remember I can't remember if it was like a week or two weeks after that happened, 
a random mysterious article was posted yes. that their staff, they had one black staff writer. And I was just like, mm, this is very interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting. <laughs> um, so it's just like, they were like trying to do damage control. Now, when I look back on that and like look at this ending and like Kaylee being like, you know, vocal about, you know. Her saying, well, or I, I don't know. Kaylee her alluding yeah. to yeah, yeah, her alluding to like being like, oh, there's moments where I'm in a writer's room. She spoke um, up and I don't agree it, with yeah. something. Yeah, um, because obviously she can't be like, oh yeah, like at killing, like in the killing you writer's room. I know, like she didn't that? write the episode, so like how much she had yeah. to say. And like it's okay. So let's talk about the aftermath of it. And I think that's where yeah. like most of us are getting so angry at it. Is that mm-hmm. yeah, the episode is not good. Uh, at yeah. the end, like it's a very like sloppy ending and like to me like in terms of season finale the ending Mm -hmm. goes with game of thrones like it's so disappointing and so like Mm -hmm. ruining like i will never be able to rewatch that show knowing where it ends and like i had a friend who was waiting for it to end to watch it and i was like don't you're good you don't need to (laughs) like it (laughs) is ruined I was like, it, it's ruined. Like, yeah. they ruined their own show. And I think that's what Game of Thrones did, where I will never be able to rewatch Game of Thrones because it was ruined. Mm-hmm. And I think most of us are angry at the aftermath of it. And, like, yeah. I think a lot of Barry or Gay's show stuff, in, like, even The 100 and, like, Buffy and everything. Like, Buffy is different because it was so long ago, but, like, subsequent, mm-hmm. like, interviews afterward and what we've learned about Joss Whedon since, it's the aftermath that hurts the most to me. Yeah. It's because we are seeing these straight people try to justify killing us on TV because mm-hmm. it is shocking. And I'm like, how is yeah. it shocking? It's hurtful. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's completely <laughs> hurtful. It's harmful um in many ways it's traumatizing it's traumatizing Um, because the more like the more we see this happen again and again not even just in like television but even in video games because when i think of like um the last of us right like Mm -hmm. as much as i love that series um and like i understand the like the setting of it um and even like this in the setting of like the hundred, right? Um, like I understand shit things happen, but it it honestly feels like time and time again there there's things done for for shock value to these queer characters, especially after moments of them coming out or realizing that they love someone or having an intimate moment it's just mm-hmm. like it's so draining it's so draining because it's like yeah. then you have <laughs> queer people feel as if oh well I can't have these happiness. really good moments in my life I can't have yeah. happiness because right after that something I terrible mean, is gonna happen to me I remember I think we watched ourselves die on television more than we've ever seen each other happy like I remember watching the Foster's Mm. and for the first time i was like holy shit i can have a family yeah like that's fucking i was what what the okay wait the fosters were 
how old were we for the foster? Because we're similar in age, so yeah. Foster... I'll be twenty six this year. Oh, my heart. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> I will be twenty nine. <laughs> please. <laughs> We're not that separated in age. Okay, so the foster started in 2013, right? So mm -hmm. so that was nine years ago. So I was like early, like nine, 18, 19. You were like what, seven, 16, 17? Yeah, 16, 17. That's crazy. Like if you think about it, I was an adult. When yeah. for the first time, I thought, holy shit, I can have a family. Mm -hmm. Because I had seen myself die more often than not, than I had seen myself happy on television yeah. and in movies. Like, most of the queer movies are about queer drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. Because, like, we're so starved for representation that we'll go watch soaps. Like, how many of us are on YouTube watching compilation of couples mm -hmm. that are like we don't right. care <laughs> like we don't even care about the rest of the fucking soap we just watch those mm -hmm. scenes with those couples and how many times have they ended with a wedding where one of them die yeah because it's shock value and like mm -hmm. i understand soaps are all like so i'm not saying soaps are a good example because straight people die as much in those shows yeah <laughs> but when you're starving for representation and all you see is yourself die well there's mm -hmm. a problem with that yeah and then because like I, I feel like if you have to use <coughs> the, the death of a queer character um to like push along your plot Mm -hmm. then your plot is already faulty have you ever watched like chicago fire no okay so chicago fire in the first what three season they had lauren um what's her last name the girl from lucifer oh 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 uh i know who you're talking about um uh... imagining her face Look, Lauren something. I don't want to Google it because I will be pissed at myself that I don't remember her last name. Oh, uh, um, Lauren German. Yes. Um, yeah. So she was on, before she went to Lucifer, she was on Chicago Fire and mm -hmm. she was the only gay character in that show, like main character. Um, her mm -hmm. story was all like, she had really good stories. Mm -hmm. And I remember, so she was best friend with... Uh, the girl that Monica Raymond played and then mm -hmm. um the the guy I don't remember his name but like one of the main guys like there's two main guys and then one of them she was best friends with those two and then season th two or three ended I don't remember what season she left but it ended on like a big fire thing and like it wasn't the first character dead, but then they were teased for the first time that a main cast member was gonna leave because they were killing it off Mm. and then set pictures started showing up for the next season as they were filming and lauren was nowhere to be seen and then we wow. learned she she she's the one who died we learned subsequently that she did not want to leave and two her death was only there to advance the male straight the straight man story she fully just died to make that man realize that he needed to be better Wow. And I remember watching, I loved Chicago Fire. I thought that was a great show. And after that, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm done. 
like I'm good why like <laughs> no and it's a lot of that right a lot of our debt mm-hmm. is there to advance the straight man realizing something by us dying yeah and like yeah it's different with killing eve where it was just purely done for shock value being like look she always needed to die i'm like what and like let's talk about the laura neal interview aftermath oh my god oh my god i mean i don't want to even pull it up like i don't want to quote that woman but like she basically said they were never in love those kisses were fully just piss kiss and i was like we are not watching the same thing at all (laughs) that Villanelle was only happy when she was killing and Eve Mm -hmm. was only happy when she was not with Villanelle and I'm like that woman has I was like that woman has (laughs) never watched an episode of Killing Eve before she came on that show season 4 and here's the thing right the 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 piss kiss comment right Uh, reading that in full um, I don't want to defend her words because everything else is complete bullshit. But I think I think what she's saying is that like the setting of the kiss is unromantic. They just got done pissing together on the side of the road. Uh, for those who have not watched the episode, so again, spoilers. Um, and like just in the middle of the road, it's it's un it's it's unromantic. But the kiss itself, right? Yeah, the but kiss itself, say it better. Completely I don't know. romantic. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. She should have said it better. Um, but that's at least how I'm looking at it. But that's like, fair. I didn't think about else, it. I think I was just pissed off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. No, um, <laughs> but everything else, uh, she said, was just so. It's like what show are you writing mm-hmm. like what what show are you writing um and where is that connection with what is on screen because yeah. every time you look at eve looking at villanelle <laughs> there's nothing but love and adoration mm-hmm. there yeah um i think it's also it's very like, telling what, like, what of like how disconnected she was from jody and sandra were like yeah. You have yet to even acknowledge the season finale. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> like, they literally have not like, set a word. I've never like... seen a cast not post about it's ending tonight. Like, you know, like when a show ends, yeah. they post like this picture with the <laughs> character poster and they make a big message. They yeah. did not do that. Nothing, and I think that nothing. was very telling. It's very telling. Um, what I think is also very telling um, is that, like, in the interviews leading up to the season, right, yeah, um, and you've probably seen them with Sandra being like, "It is what it is," um, and Jody being like, <laughs> "Villanelle will always be like mine." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, it's those... now like with it ending, it'll be in the fans' hands now forever. Yeah, and I feel and like, like that was their way. I like. Alex, who has been on the podcast before, has never watched Killing Eve. He only knows of Killing Eve mm. because I fucking never shut up about it. And yeah. <laughs> he was on TikTok sending me fucking TikToks of the set pictures of Jody and him being like, what the fuck happened? And me telling yeah. him. And I'm like, it's so telling that even from the set pictures of that last day, you can see how much trauma and like sadness was in her. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. 
It's so frustrating. She loved playing the She loved that she character. Loved and like a lot of it like is yes, it made her career. Like I don't think Jody would be the hit girl she is now if she had never done because like yeah, she was kind of known because of the white princess and all that. Like she mm-hmm. was, but like killing Eve put her on the mat. Like she is the new head girl of Hollywood right now. Yeah. And as, ha- as she deserves she's very talented she's incredible it's just yeah. and like it's so funny because like i reread a lot of the interviews with phoebe where she was mm-hmm. like this is a love story between those two women yeah like the, the, we all talk about the bathroom scene from season one where like they mm-hmm. look at each other for the first time and like it's so telling yeah. that outside of phoebe and i think emerald has said it a bit too Mm-hmm. All of these fucking showrunners have said it is not a love story. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, yeah. Emerald, I think, backtracked a bit afterwards where during the show, she was very much like, oh, it's not really a love story. Um, and then afterwards, she was like, well, it is, but here's how I saw it. And I think that was the main problem mm-hmm. with Killing Eve, right? Is the ever-changing showrunners. Yeah. And I understand. They probably wanted Phoebe to stay the whole time, but Phoebe is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And she will forever be busy. I mean that, and just if she doesn't feel like doing something, she'll immediately. Well, be like, I feel yeah, like she probably know. wanted to do season two, but then also like it was either that or flea flea bag. And I'm like, well, you do hmm. flea bag. Like obviously, flea bag was like her main thing, right? And then afterwards, like she had the other projects, I'm sure she probably would have wanted to write all of it. But I think Mm -hmm. like, and I understand like, oh, they changed Emerald because Emerald then went on to direct the movie. So like, okay. But then why change it after season three? And I understand they they were like, well, it's something we want to give like a new women in charge every time. And I'm like, well, it doesn't always work. (laughs) There's a reason why a showrunner is so important. (laughs) It's because it's a constant. Yeah, like there's there's a clear understanding <laughs> mm-hmm. um, of of the show and the characters. Um, so it was just it was just so frustrating to see that happen. Because um, like yeah, like girl boss moment, you have women in charge, right? But like, what exactly does that mean if they're not understanding mm-hmm. the subject at hand? Um, where like, you find Laura Neal having these interviews talking about these characters in a way that does not reflect what was on screen the past yeah. four seasons. It's also very telling, like, okay, so, like, yeah, they changed showrunner between one, two, and three, but there's a clear, like, constant in season one to three, right? Yeah. The way season three ended and season four started that's when I realized, oh, that woman has no idea what this show is about. Mm. Because it made no sense. We were back to where we were in season one with them, like, being so divided. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the way season three ended and season four started, I was like, wow, I'm watching a different show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it totally (laughs) was. We were watching something entirely different. And, like, I'm not saying season four is a bad season. It's actually pretty good. There's a great moments in it. But how are you going to spend your last season with them not being together the whole time is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. 
I, I feel like it, it would have <laughs> like I already love the kiss for what it is right um, because I mean, we've been waiting for so long for it to happen but I feel like it would have felt even better if they had spent the season um, like actively like communicating at least after like episode three communicating um, and I, I didn't need an I love you because they say that like Jody and Sandra act so well with their faces that yeah. we didn't need like yeah. an active I love you um, but just like to have them and their dynamic in this season I mean to me like up until the last five minutes that episode was my favorite episode of this season because the mm, dynamic yeah. was so good like Eve pushing Villanelle off and Villanelle going don't push the sun <laughs> is the funniest <laughs> on the entire planet she tongued my boss <laughs> it is so funny like their dynamic is so funny mm-hmm. and I'm just like and I know a lot of that is Jody and Sandra where I'm sure a lot of it was not on the page mm-hmm. yeah but like so it's just uh, and I mean the kiss itself was like like Laurie Laurie even said it that like she just let them do whatever um yeah and I was like I'm so grateful that she did because I don't think we would have got that like the, uh, not to show uh how how close this show is to me but that kiss is literally 51 seconds <laughs> 51 seconds I don't think it would have been that long it's one of the great kisses I've seen in a very long time where like you can see that like these two women loved each other Mm -hmm. and I think that's a lot of like Sandra and Jody like Sandra and Jody call each other like work wives like yeah and so now I'm just like it it absolutely it just and go like just going back to like them not saying anything it just makes so much sense and i will say like i don't know if like you've seen any but i love that like i i haven't seen any people online but like the most of the comments about killing you last episode have been directed towards the writers and not Mm. the actors like i'm glad fiona is not getting like hate yeah because like fiona shah is a fucking icon and it is Mm -hmm. not her fault that this happened and like a lot of people uh i'm sorry uh go for it a lot of people have like like made an observation that (laughs) you have fiona shaw right um you have carolyn um killing off this queer character while fiona shaw is an openly yeah queer woman so just like you know I, I'm sure Fiona, like, is the sweetest thing ever, um, that she doesn't really think of it like this. But, like, imagine having that weight, right, mm-hmm. of being the character who, um, you know, is at the hands of taking out this queer character um, and being a queer actor mm-hmm. um, in this role. Um, that is <laughs> that is sad. That is mm-hmm. so sad to think about. Um but I'm very glad that Fiona isn't getting any hate. I know um, I was scared because like I know how yeah. queer people are on the internet where like they attack mm. a lot of like the actors. 
Yeah. And I'm just glad, like, she's not getting hate. Because I'm like, it's mm-hmm. all her fault. And I think a lot of yeah. that is due because of the aftermath of it, where, like, these interviews came out and we were like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about, I think the comment that made me the maddest in that interview was when she said it was a reboot and like it was not a scream of agony. I'm like, well, Sandra yeah. fully ignored you <laughs> <laughs> because no, that is that sounds like a woman in pain, in yeah. mourning, yeah, like heartbroken. <laughs> um, yeah. Because like, how do you have it in the seventh episode where she's like full on talking about you know? Like, how does she, like, how does she move on? Mm-hmm. Like, what is she supposed to do now? Because mm-hmm. she has no one else in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like Martin telling her, like, to go be with uh, the people or the person <laughs> that makes you feel good. I, I can't remember his exact words, but, like, that's basically what he said. Yeah. Um, and she goes to Villanelle. So I'm just like, it's almost funny that you have that in episode eight you get confirmation of that and not not episode eight in episode seven. seven and then episode eight you see physical confirmation of that and she even says it um in different ways uh in episode eight and then to now laura being like oh well actually like <laughs> eve's just gonna go back to her regular life um, and she's so happy that she doesn't have to deal with anything. It was like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, that one screamed because she's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, I'm actually sad. And a uh, trigger warning, suicide um, and death. Mm. Um, one, I, I don't think like, that Eve made it out of that. That, no, but if I she did, that. but if if in some way she did somehow, <coughs> I don't think that she would continue going on because she has nothing left. Unless it becomes about her taking care of, like, finding out who did it. Mm. But then, is she gonna kill Caroline? Okay, like, I don't think so. Like, no. <laughs> I feel like there's there would be far too much grief. Um there and then also just like does she would she even have the energy to do that after spending so much time Mm -hmm. trying to take out the 12 to then lose the one person she had left I don't think so Um, also my favorite thing that came out of this episode was people like being like how the fuck does Nico survive a pitchfork to the throat (laughs) but Villanelle gets shot twice and fucking dies I was like yep in the water, mind you. In yeah. the water. And like like <laughs> someone said, um My favorite, I don't know if you know You know what? Uh the gays are sad oh. <laughs> when they start doing physics and math. I know <laughs> that I don't know who posted it, but like that picture of people like placing like the distance and then being like yeah. this is where the shot was and this is where Villanelle was that makes so <laughs> I was like Jesus Christ <laughs> like I mean it makes sense but like it's so funny that like this is how queer people cope with things <laughs> and I think like, this is full of how we cope with things I haven't gone to read fan fiction since 
because I'm still so angry, I'll wait a bit. But I'm mm-hmm. sure 99% of what has been posted since is people <laughs> rewriting that ending 100%. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, I've read only one so far. <coughs> but I've seen the summaries for all the other ones. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have a blast. <laughs> yeah, 100% that's people rewriting the ending. Mm-hmm. God, I I just I I don't want because it's Friday now. Um, I don't want anyone to say anything else about the show. Um, I feel like, <laughs> like I feel like making fun we'll of the fans. See, we'll see. I think we'll see more articles come out. Like we've seen a bunch yeah. come out of like um, queer writers like, right after mm-hmm. the final episode. Like those who had screeners. I'm kind of glad yeah. I didn't. I never got screeners because I think I would have got pissed off even more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like someone like me, who my article is coming out like early May. I think we'll see, like, because I wrote, so I wrote already the first draft of my article, mm-hmm. and it's just me being angry, which is why I'm letting it sit for another few days before I go back to it and, like, do a second draft of it. I think a lot of the articles that came out in the next like, last few days were queer people being mad. I think now the articles we're going to see is people reflect and be like, I can't believe, like, we have to see this again. And it's going to be interesting to see, like, where the discourse goes. <laughs> the universe says um, that we're not allowed to be upset about this. <laughs> I know, you keep disconnecting. <laughs> I'm just like, my internet's fine. Like, I'm still connected to the internet. What's happening? Um, Basically, what I said is I think the articles we're yeah. going to see in the next few days or the next few weeks are going to be queer people reflecting on it. Like the last yeah. few articles we've seen were people being angry and being disappointed. Now I think mm-hmm. we're going to start seeing the next wave of articles being like, well, I think this is a reality that we're going to have to live with. What do we do from yeah. there? And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, I think you posted this on Twitter. I don't know if you retweeted it or you posted, but like the next generation of queer writers are really going to make a point of not killing each other, like, like us off. <laughs> Yeah, I think I were you the one who posted about like I think the next generation of writers, queer writers are just not um, gonna. I I retweeted it. I retweeted yes, it. I remember. Yeah. I didn't know if you like wrote it or retweeted it, but like it's true. Like I think that like in like the next five years, we're gonna see new like queer writers come on the scene and making a point of making each other survive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like even if we have telling you i'm telling you every time we talk about what were we talking about so basically <laughs> this is going to be caught off most of it but we yeah. are having issues to wrap up this episode <laughs> it's literally every single time we talk about something passionate that yeah. this happens yeah either someone's internet cuts off or like the recording just acts funny yeah <sighs> um <laughs> we were talking about the new generation of queer writers yeah yeah yeah. um like i i i feel like because uh we're like people that you know grew up and instead of in the retweet um we grew up with the internet and and seeing these things mm-hmm. 
So that sort of like combination, yeah, I feel like has made us so aware of like our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and like one of <coughs> one of the uh, I can't I can't remember if it's like the crew or one of the writers. Uh, of Killing Eve were like it's just fiction mm-hmm. and I'm just like that's even more reason yeah. why people are upset because I mean we already deal with day-to-day life of being queer right yeah. um, of being trans of being etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, it's a sense of escapism like like I th- and I think ultimately that's why a lot of people like resonated with Villanelle because despite her being such a terrible person right um she's still allowed to exist Mm -hmm. um and and do all of these things um and you know that's what makes her so likable in that way yeah um and that you know even though her identity isn't hinged on her loving women it's still very much so there in our Mm -hmm. faces um and so it's just it's just like it's not just fiction none of this is ever just fiction um so for any writers out there who are listening who are you know cis and and especially if they're straight um our responsibilities as writers um even if we have terrible like like morally terrible characters and I tweeted this as well we still have a responsibility to tell a story um that you know make not only makes sense um but does the characters that we write justice yeah um and (laughs) and in no way should we ever uh belittle people for feeling how they feel about no, characters yeah. and shows. Um because that's that's what we want to do as writers, right? Uh, to to have something resonate with people. And so I feel like if you have something that resonates with people, that makes your responsibility even greater to continue to uh I mean not necessarily fan service, but to give that piece of media that character that respect yeah no it's uh i don't know i feel like i'm hopeful that like this will be the last time but i doubt it Mm, yeah which is sad to think about i mean it's it's so sad to think about um because we've had years of (laughs) queer media and representation Mm -hmm. um and only like little small pockets where it's like "Mm, like you could have done done better but like this isn't like as draining you know um so we've funny. come a long way but i still feel like we have ways to go did you read sarah's article that i sent yes i did okay so in that article i think that's where i was like yes she said that lexa was traumatizing this made her angry and i was like that is mm. exactly what i am feeling yeah. we're I'm not, I'm sad about Villanelle dying. I'm angry Mm -hmm. now. Like, that's where I'm at. Where I am 
like I am not happy because that was a show that did such good queer representation and then they ruined it and then tried to excuse themselves and I'm like no mm-hmm. yeah no I I completely get that I feel like it's just <laughs> the the sort of response that's come out of this um from fans um is very telling uh and I love that you know it's gotten to the point now like any you probably saw this tweet that I made if you didn't then that's fine but (laughs) even Vanity Fair like even Vanity Fair had an article about it I'm just like this is showing like how massive of an issue this Mm -hmm. still continues to be yeah I feel like that's a good way to wrap it up yeah um <laughs> not to not to end on a down point I mean I yeah, feel like that's just, how we should end it because like yeah honestly yeah. was like this so might as well end it angry <laughs> <laughs> I mean next next week we'll we'll be back with uh generation Happy stuff um, yeah I mean um, even then I'm hangry about generation so mm. yeah but yeah so you can find us on twitter at but is it gay pod and then on patreon and our respective twitter where we talk about gay shit every week i mean every day really and then uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week about generation bye bye